0: What's up, everybody? And we are back on episode 11 of Talks with Tea Time, man. I'm so glad to have you guys back. I know this has kind of been a little bit of a break. I think I haven't dropped a podcast in about a week. I had a busy weekend, and also as well, I kind of wanted to let the finals play out a little bit so we could talk about it. And uh since, like I said, right now we're kind of getting that dry period of sports, so things are going to be spread out a little bit. We're bringing a new segment on today as well, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Actually, I'll talk about it in a few seconds here. Actually, to be completely honest with you. Um, um, so I just want to say thank you guys for the support. You guys have been tremendous. I really do appreciate it. I think right now we're at like 350-something listens overall. You guys have been amazing. Um, but first, I just want to talk about kind of everything that we're going to talk about today. Um, first, obviously, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. We've seen two games in the Finals now. We'll talk about both of those games real quickly In the game that took place last night where the Golden State Warriors got a win and even up the Series 1-1. We also have to talk about Kawhi possibly staying in Toronto. We have to have a conversation about that as well. Um, and then also, as well, some big NFL news dropped today. Gerald, you know McCoy will be ta- uh, will be signing with the Carolina Panthers. So we'll obviously talk about the implications of that, what that does for you know the Carolina Panthers defense, things such as that. And then we have a new segment called uh, "Listeners' View." Uh, the this is really going to be something that I'm starting new here. It's basically going to Be kind of like an input from you guys I'll put it more than likely on my Instagram story or Twitter Basically asking, what do you guys want to talk about? Since we're getting into that dry period of sports I want maybe like 10 to 15 minutes maybe About just conversations that my, you know The people that listen to my podcast want to hear So we'll start that And then I'm thinking about maybe replacing that with the popular culture So for today we'll see how that goes And then if you guys want popular culture back You guys will just let me know so let's go ahead and jump into the first part first here. Um, we have to have a conversation about the Golden State Warriors getting the win last night in Toronto, tying up the series 1-1. to The last time we spoke, the finals had not even started yet. And I kind of did that on purpose because I kind of wanted everything to play out a little bit first so we could actually talk about something when you know when I came back on the podcast. But we have to have a conversation about the game yesterday. The Golden State Warriors... Went on and won 109 to 104 yesterday in Toronto. Um, pretty good game out of uh, Clay Thompson. He had 25 points. Steph Curry had 23 points. Draymond Green had 17 points and 10, 10 rebounds and 9 assists. Um, even draw. Even DeMarcus Cousins did a pretty good job. 11 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Um, they really showed out yesterday. They played a pretty good game. Even Quinn Cook came off the bench, scored 9 points. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about the the Raptors a little bit as well, too. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard had 34 points. Kyle Allery had 13 points. And then Paul Siakam had 12 points. Um, Ka- 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 Kawhi Leonard continues to ball out. He had 34 points and 14 rebounds. So we'll talk about him in a little minute as well. Then Fred Van Lee is another one, man. Ever since he had that kid, man, dude been balling out of his mind. So we'll have a conversation about all that in a minute. But I want to talk about is this series over? And I know it sounds crazy because you're like Tony is one-one. Now, thank God that they've changed the system. I think back in 2015, because if this was 2015, it would be, it would be, the next three games in in Oracle. And I'm gonna be honest, if that happened, the Warriors would be four-one in these guys straight up. But they changed it back to like just the regular, you know, two games and then. One game, and then they switched it back to two, two, one, one, one. So thank God they switched it back to that because if it was a situation where it was like two, three, and then at that point, you know, that would be a problem. But luckily, like I said, they changed it back to that because I think this game, this series, at this point now looks like it could go to six or seven. Um, the Raptors got to get Kawhi some help. Paul Siakam had that big game in game one. Um, somebody else has to step up and I feel like it has to be Cal Lallery. Um, like I said, Frank Van Leek has been doing a great job. He's been amazing. Like I said, ever since he had that kid, he's been tremendous, but he can't be the guy giving you 17 points every night, 20 points every night. It needs to be Cal Allery. Cal Lowry is going to have to step up. He's going to have to be a little bit more efficient on offense. He's going to have to start attacking. Defense-wise, he got in foul trouble early last night, quick and in a hurry. He was in foul trouble quick. I mean, it didn't take long for him at all to get in foul trouble. I think he had like two fouls in like the first five or ten minutes of the game. He came on way too aggressive on on, on defense. He has to get that aggressive on offense and start scoring some points because Kawhi is not going to be able to just carry this. This is not Milwaukee or, you know, Philadelphia. He's going to have to ball out. Now... I think Kyle Lowry has played better in this playoff series than he has in the previous years. And in the playoffs period this year, this has probably been his best year playoff-wise. But he still has to do more. He has to start scoring. And that's going to play a big role in them if they even have a chance of beating the Golden State Warriors. Now, one thing that is helping them is that the Golden State Warriors are very injured right now. Very injured. So that's, that's an issue. The Golden State Warriors are very injured right now. So that kind of helps him out a little bit. I'll give him that. It helps him out a little bit. Clay Thompson, which they're saying for the most part, he's going to be all right. But there's something wrong with his calf. Eagle Dollar, I thought he was hurt, but looks like he's back going. Kevin Looney was hurt. Um, you know, so they have some injuries. With them winning this game, a lot of people believe it bought KD some time, which I agree. Because now, with them being 1 1. Let's just say on Wednesday, Golden State wins. Now they're up 2-1. That gives KD at least to probably about game six to just rest up. I think KD probably will not come back in this series. To me, to be perfect, I could be wrong. I don't think he's coming back at all. But if he does come back, it's over. This series is over. Golden State got it in the bag. But I don't think he'll come back. Um, Me personally, like I told y'all when we first started this, I think the Warriors in six... And I still kind of feel like the Warriors in six or seven. Um, Toronto needed that win last night, man. They had it in the bag and they let it go. I think uh, the, the Warriors went on like a 20-0 run, which was a record for finals game. Nobody's went on a 20-0 run in finals ever um, after the third quarter. I, I, I mean, we got to have a conversation, too, about Steve Kerr and the, the adjustments after halftime. I know I've ragged on Steve Kerr a lot, saying he's a, a, just an above-average coach, but I'm about to get to the point where I'm actually kind of eating crow and giving him his credit. Steve Kerr might actually be a really good coach because they always adjust after halftime, and I, they've been great at that all year. Like, after halftime, they just flip a switch. Okay, it's time, time to stop playing with these boys. Let's turn it up. And they've been able to do that for the last really year or so here. They've been able to flip a switch in the third quarter and turn it on. You got to give Steve I, – I do think that has a part of coaching to be part of that with adjustments and stuff like that. So I do got to give Steve Kerr a little bit of credit. But we have to talk about their third, uh, third quarter performances. With the Warriors, if they are still hanging around six, seven points, five points – Man, it's basically a tie game with them guys because they can just score at will. Klay Thompson, score at will. Steph Curry, score at will. Don't let Andre Iguodala get going. He can even start hurting you. And he did that last night with that final shot in the corner with the three. I'm telling you, man, the Warriors, when they're on all cylinders, are unstoppable. And don't even add KD to the mix. Don't even add KD to the mix. I mean, they're even more unstoppable. Toronto has to step it up, man. They got to step it up. Um, they need to steal a game. They need to steal a game. I don't think it'll be on Wednesday. It'll more than likely be on Saturday when they play in Oracle. I think if they don't steal, they go down 3-1, it's over I, without KD. I don't even think you need to bring KD back at that point. If they lose it, it's over. I think the Toronto uh, Raptors are fighters, though, so I think they'll be in every game. I don't think I don't think there'll be any blowouts in the series. I don't. I don't think it'll be, even in Oracle, I don't think it'll be any blowouts. Toronto is a scrappy team, so I think they'll definitely stay in there. Now, we got to have a conversation about Kawhi Leonard. And actually, um, shout out to my guy, Justin, because from the um, listener's view, uh, this is kind of one of the requests that he talked about. He talked about Kawhi Leonard staying in Toronto. And to be completely honest with you And I don't know how true this is I did hear a rumor that Kawhi bought a house in Toronto We don't know how true that is That could just be a rumor And I don't even really like addressing rumors Because that's what they are, rumors But that was the word on the street That he's bought a house in Toronto You know, how true is that? We don't know If I was Kawhi, I think I would stay in Toronto I really do I think you can develop Paul Siakam Frank Van Lee has to continue to develop I would say, and I don't know salary-wise if they can do this because Kyle Allery is getting paid, but it would be real nice if they could get a better player for Kyle Allery to pair up with Kawhi. Like if we could get like a, maybe like a Kyrie Irving in, in Kawhi, then the Toronto Raptors are Going to be in a good. But I mean, which obviously at that point we have to talk about that too. Doesn't look like Kawhi's I mean, look, doesn't look like Kyrie is going to you know Toronto. But I'm saying somebody like him. If they can get somebody like him to Toronto, they're gonna be a serious threat to win the championship I mean, they're a serious threat now to win the championship. But if you can get one more guy to put them over the hump, really just for the Warriors, really, if we being honest, I I think they can get there, man. I really do. If I was Kawhi, I really would have to think about staying put. I would really have to think about staying put in Toronto, especially if you win. If you win the title, you you almost have to stay in Toronto if you win the title. Because it's like, man, we just won the title against, you know, one of the people say one of the best dynasties in all of sports ever. So I think if they win the title, you definitely got to stay. Because you got to build off that, man. But if he leaves, I would understand, too, because he like, you know, I brought y'all a title. So I I get it. Um, Me personally, I think that's a really good point. I really do think that I really do think we have to kind of just wait and see, especially if they win the finals. I think he definitely could possibly stay in Toronto. Um, Kawhi is a very quiet guy. So we don't really know nothing. We don't know if he wants to leave. We don't know what he wants to stay. I mean, I know I heard something about IG Live when, you know, Kawhi's sister was on there and Kawhi's uncle was basically talking about he gone regardless. You know, I don't know what the case is on that. But if I was Kawhi and they win the championship, I think you have, I, I would definitely consider staying. Toronto is a beautiful city, man. I ain't never been, but it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. So if you could start winning championships there, that would be clutch for them, man. So I do think he definitely has to consider that. I would if I was him, especially on what they did with the much. They don't have – I mean, their team is not tremendously talented. Now, granted, they have good role players. Like Paul – uh, not Paul Gasol, Marc Gasol. He's not the same Marc Gasol he was five years ago, but he's still a good role player to have. Um, Also, as well, Paul Siakam – can possibly be an ascending star. I don't know if i say superstar yet, but like a star. And then also Frank Van Lee, look what he's did over the past month. He's been amazing. I mean, if you can get guys like that and continue to grind up and then Kawhi being the centerpiece of your franchise, I mean, who knows? The sky could be the limit for Toronto, especially if they win a championship. Especially if they win a championship. That really could change things. So me personally, I think if I'm Kawhi, I definitely got to consider it. And definitely, it depends on, we're going to have this conversation again probably like in about two weeks. After the finals, chills out, this stuff like that, we'll have this conversation again. Should Kawhi stay? Because it's really going to depend a lot on them finals and what happens. Because if they get 4-1 up out of here then I will understand people like, yeah, I'm out. But if they win or even take it to like seven games and barely lose, I think I think you really got to consider staying in, in Toronto, man. Because I feel like they just, you know, one player away, not even a superstar, just a star. And they can get somebody like a, who's a, a star, not a superstar. If they can get somebody like a Chris Smith, well, they play the same position, but somebody like a Kimball Walker that's not quite a superstar, just a star, they can get somebody like that, I think they'll be straight. But like I said, the Cal Lowry situation is their problem because I think with him, he has a big, you know, he has a big salary, so that's going to be a problem. But yeah, that's definitely a good question to ask, and I'm glad. Shout out to my boy Justin for asking that. That's a great question, bro. Should, Kyra, uh, should Kawhi stay in toronto really great question and we was gonna talk about that anyway even if you didn't bring that up because that's just a real good talking point there so um next i want to talk a little bit about the nfl i think we can jump into the nfl today a little bit and talk about that so we'll be right back with the next segment what's up you guys it's your boy tony t tom west And I would love to have you guys to be a part of my podcast. If you want to come on my podcast as a feature, just to call in as a fan or anything like that, I would love to have you guys on my podcast. If you're interested, let me know at AO underscore T time nine on Instagram and also as well on Twitter at AO underscore T time nine. I would love to have you on my podcast. What's up, you guys? And We are back on Talks with Tea time episode 11, man. So glad to have you guys back. Let's jump into a little bit of NFL today, man. I haven't really talked about the NFL much really since the draft. So let's talk about a little bit of the NFL news that has taken place today. Is that okay with y'all? It's going to have to be okay because that's what we're talking about, all right? So let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, big signing today for the Carolina Panthers, my Carolina Panthers, picking up Gerald McCoy, from the um Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was, you know, obviously he was just uh cut about about a week and a half, 2 weeks ago. And um yeah, he's ke- heading to Carolina, so he's going to get to see, you know, his former team twice a year. I do want to talk about what type of implications this kind of Oh, let's talk about the contract stuff first. So, let's talk about that. Panthers uh obviously land McCoy. He's looking at a 1-year, 8.5 million dollar deal with incentives There's somewhere in the ballpark where he can get basically one year, 10 million, somewhere in that ballpark, um, huge pickup for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, their defensive front is going to be loaded. I mean, we're talking about, and they're obviously, we've heard the rumors of them going to a three, four. Now, with this Gerald McCoy signing, that looks like even more of a possibility. So we're looking at Kawan short an all, all pro guy made all pro before Don Terry Poe, a guy that's a stat stuffer, he's going to really stuff up the middle of the line. Um, Gerald McCoy, um, you know, Brian Burns, who they just drafted. Bruce Irvin, who they picked up in the offseason from Atlanta. Vernon Butler, um, who I don't think is really that good of a player, but we'll have a conversation about that another day. And then Mario Addison, and then Christian Miller from Alabama that they just drafted. Carolina is loaded up on the line in line outside linebacker positions. More than likely, we already know Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson will be playing in the middle of that line. Carolina has loaded up the middle of that line. That line period is just ferocious because more than likely, what's going to happen is that the kind of like DN spots playing at 3 4, it'll probably more than likely be Poe. And then at D the Tackle, it'll be Gerald McCoy. And then on the other DN, it'll be Kawan Short. And then on the outsides, it's like the Von Miller position, like the pass rushing DNs or linebackers, pass rushing linebackers is what they really call them. It's going to more than likely be Brian Burns on one side and then more than likely probably Mario Addison on the other side, more than likely trading in with Bruce Irvin and, and Christian Miller. And then in the middle, you're going to have Luke Kuechler, who is probably the best linebacker in in, in NFL right now, and then Shaq Thompson, an ascending star. Carolina's defense is going to be really good, and especially in a, in, a, in a division like the NFC South where you have two really, really good quarterbacks and a lot of good wide receivers. You're going to have to get out of the quarterback really quick. And I think what Carolina has done, and Marty Herney has did a tremendous job this offseason, he said, look, man, we going after it this year. This is our time. It's time. Our window is here, and we need to go after it. And I have to respect them for it. I think Marty Herney has had a tremendous offseason, probably one of the best offseasons he's ever had, um, and he just continues to nail it. And the crazy thing is, I want to talk about this a little bit, too, about the Panthers' culture. Um, Gerald McCoy was offered double in in Baltimore. I want to say they were going to give him, like, I heard something about you know, one year, like 15, 16 million or something like that. That's I mean, compared to, you know, Carolina only giving him eight something. And also I heard, you know, the Browns offered him a really good deal. That was more than Carolina. But he said when he came to Carolina, it was just a better feeling. It was a better match. I mean, he was set the sign with the Ravens. He said that. He was set to sign with the Ravens, and you know he decided to sign with Carolina because he got to sit down, meet some of the captains and some of the players in Charlotte on Friday, and he just it just clicked like yeah this is where I want to be. Um, so definitely cool signing for the Carolina Panthers, big signing for them. Um, you know Gerald McCoy, I mean this guy's been to the Pro Bowl several times, All Pro player. He just wants to be on a contending team, and you can't blame him, man. I mean this guy's a six time Pro Bowler. Like, this guy's a stud. I mean, he's just been on a bad team in, you know, Tampa for years. So you really can't blame him wanting to come to a winning organization somewhere that, you know, he he wants to win. And, I I mean, I really can't blame him. I've seen a lot of people, you know, with the Browns taking shots at the Panthers and the Ravens also as well. I would have definitely understood if he went to the Ravens because the Ravens have a really good defense. Um, and they were number one in the NFL last year. But I think Carolina's going to be the best fit for him just because, for one – the familiarity with Carolina already with him, you know, for the last few years playing against them. So he kind of already kind of knows a little bit about their culture. And now he's going to come in and cultivate even more about their culture. So I think that's going to be big for Gerald McCoy. Shout out to him. Can't wait till you get to Charlotte, man. Wish you the best of luck. Um, and, you know, that's a really good pickup for the for the Panthers. Really good pickup, man. Um, definitely, I think, you know, Marty Herney has did a solid job, um, he has really nailed this offseason. I mean, even the draft was pretty, pretty decent. I mean, it was some things that he could have did better in the draft, like get a safety. But, you know, I'm not complaining. They believe in Rashawn Garden. Maybe he can be that guy that steps up this year. Who knows? I mean, I hope he is that guy. I hope he proves me wrong and he is that guy that can step up this year. But the Gerald McCoy signing is huge. That that That's a huge deal, man. So... um Big for Carolina, and obviously it kind of it's kind of crazy because about an hour before he actually committed to Carolina, um, Tampa Bay I guess had their media day today, and basically the, the Nakama Sue signed there literally like the next day after they cut Gerald McCoy, and they gave Gerald McCoy's number to uh, excuse me to Sue. so that was kind of crazy how that happened. So it's gonna be interesting to see week two when you know Carolina goes up against Tampa how he's feeling. But uh yeah, really good pickup for um really good pickup for the Carolina Panthers, man. They really nailed the offseason. And um that was a tremendous I mean, that was a tremendous move, man. I mean, I have to give Marty a lot of credit on that. And I think one of the things he's really did this year was be fearless. I mean, he has literally been fearless in this offseason. Cam Newton loves to pick. And um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty dope, man. Um, so I want to talk about something that, you know, and this goes back to the listener. The listeners, you know, that have been paying attention. Uh, We want to get the listeners view and shout out to my cousin, Jabril. He came up with this topic here. He wants to talk about NFL predictions and underdogs in 2019. So, you know what? That's what we're going to talk about. Um, I have four underdog teams that I think are going to be spectacular this year. Um, And the first team that I'm going to name here is the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are a team where when everybody expects them to suck or not be good, they are tremendous. They end up being really good. 15-1 season, they were horrible. Uh, Everybody was saying, oh, they're not good enough. And, I mean, talent-wise on the roster, we wasn't good. I mean, that's the truth. We were not good. Talent-wise, we were not good on the roster. I mean, I think our star-wide receiver at the time was like, because Kelvin Benjamin got hurt, like Ted Ginn and Devin Funches, a rookie, At the time, and I mean, we it looked bad, it looked really bad. And then they turned out to go 15 1. Cam Newton has his best season of his career, Jonathan Stewart has one of his best seasons of his career. Um, and they become this really, you know, 15 and one juggernaut type team. I mean, unfortunately, they couldn't finish in the Super Bowl, but they were a great team. You know, they were a great team that year. So the Carolina Panthers are actually one of my picks to be what I call a quote unquote sleeper team. I got another sleeper team. And I think C Ruff will like this one. I got the Redskins as my sleeper team this year, too. I think the Redskins team can see. I'm not saying they'll make the playoffs, but I think I can definitely see them getting nine to ten wins this year. I really could. Dwayne Haskins, yes, he's a rookie, but I think he's gonna he's gonna come out with something to prove this year. I really do believe he's gonna come out with something to prove. Obviously, Guys is going this is really gonna be really his rookie year because obviously last year he tore his ACL, so he didn't get the plays. Him and Bryce Love coming together. I think that's gonna be amazing. Um, like I said, I thought they had one of the best drafts. I think with Kelvin Harmon in the sixth round, that's going to be a huge pickup for them. So definitely watch out for Washington. That's another team I have on my sleeper pick. The third team I have on my sleeper pick is the Oakland Raiders, man. I had the Oakland Raiders having a good season this year. I think Antonio Brown is going to make Derek Carr better. Um, once again, not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but coming from four and 12 that they had last year. I'm thinking at least this year they get eight to nine wins, possibly even ten. They did a – once again, I raved about their draft class. You know, Clint Farrell, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abrams, studs, all three of them. All three are studs. You get Hunter Renfro, Trayvon Mullen, which a lot of people believe he should have been a first-round pick. So, I mean, they did everything they needed to do. I feel like they are going to have a really good season. I really do. At least eight wins. Another team I put on my sleeper list here. Another team I put on my sleeper list Y'all probably going to be like, really? I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have a decent year this year. I think they bounce back. I think they bounce back. They have Nick Foles. Guys just really love to cultivate and play with Nick Foles. And I think that's going to continue in Jacksonville. I really do believe that's going to continue to happen. I continue to think. I think they're going to get to the playoffs this year, personally. I think they're going to rebound and get to the playoffs. Probably go 10-6, and 11-5, something like that, and get back to the playoffs. I have a really good feeling about um, the Jaguars this year. I really do. I mean, last year, I think the reason that they were so bad was just Blake Bortles was so bad. I mean... He deteriorated the offense, and that just made the defense like, man, we got to go back out here again. They can't score. Blake Bortle, I mean, the defense knew he sucked. They were basically saying in the press conference, like, Blake Bortle sucks. Like, and they just paid him last year. So, I mean, everybody knew he was kind of, like, not that good. So, that wasn't really a surprise, you know, when he got cut this year. He's not a good quarterback. He's just not good. And I, I think that played an effect on the defense as well. And that's why they struggled. So, that's my fourth team. And then I got one more team that I feel like is going to be a sleeper this year. And they, they were a little bit of a sleeper last year. And then a lot of people got injured. A lot of people hyped this team up last year. And then, like I said, they got injured. I can't really say it without saying the team's name. But the San Francisco 49ers, I think they, tip a, I think they take a step forward in, in the right direction this year. I'm not saying playoffs, I'm not saying none of that, but I think they get at least seven to eight wins this year. I think they take a, a step forward in the right direction. I really do. I really do. Now, I'm going to go with predictions, because I, like I said, I, I want to give my viewers and my listeners, I want to give them everything I talked about. So we're going to talk about predictions. I'm just going to give you the top six teams to who I think are going to finish in the top six in the NFC and the AFC, which means to make the playoffs. I think on the NFC side, I believe the Saints will be there. I wouldn't be surprised if we see three teams from the NFC South back in there again. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Saints, Falcons, Panthers back. I wouldn't be surprised to see that at all. I wouldn't be surprised to see a team like Dallas Cowboys being there again this year. And it wouldn't surprise me to see a team like Green Bay coming back this year. That would be my six teams. Green Bay, Dallas. Hold on, let me make sure I got that right. Green Bay, they're in the north. Dallas, they're in the east. The NFC West, because somebody does, okay. So maybe in the west, we can have Seattle there, which means one of those teams in the south are not going to make it. But I really do got a feeling this could be a year. It's going to be the, between probably like, like a Seattle and a Carolina getting in that last spot. And I feel like the Saints and Falcons are going to be back. Because the Falcons were only bad last year because of the injuries. So this is how I'm going to make it. This is how I'm going to say. NFC South winner is going to be the Saints. I think the NFC North Center will be Green Bay. I think Green Bay comes back this year. NFC West is going to be Seattle. So they automatically get in. And then I think at that point, we got NFC North, South, East is going to be Dallas Cowboys. So that's four teams. So, yeah, those last two spots, it can be Carolina. It could be Carolina and, um, yeah, it could be Carolina and the Falcons in the last two spots. So that's how I think that'll work out. Now let me go over to the AFC side. <sighs> On the AFC side, AFC North, I'm, a, I'm hopping on the bandwagon, man. Cleveland will win the NFC, AFC North this year. 12 wins. I'm, I'm counting. 11, 11 wins. Let me not get too far ahead of myself. 11 wins for Cleveland this year. They get in. AFC East Patriots. I mean, we don't even got to have a discussion about that. We already know that's what's happened. Even though I do think the, the Jets will be improved this year. I do. I think they'll be better this year. But they're not going to stand a chance with the Patriots. So we know NFC East, Patriots, AFC West. I think I'm going to go with the Chargers. I know a lot of people believe the Chiefs, and I, and I have Chiefs in one of my wild card spots, but the Chiefs have had so much going on this offseason. We, we don't know the future of Tariq Hill. That's going to play a role. We already know Kareem Hunt is gone. So I'm going to put them in a wild card position right now. So Kansas City is in wildcard. So we already have AFC North. No, AFC, yep, yeah, the no, AFC North, AFC East, AFC West. Now we need AFC South. I think once again, the Jaguars will be there. And then my two wildcard teams is the Chiefs and the Houston Texans. No, I lied. I lied. The Chiefs and the Colts. I lied. Sorry. The Chiefs and the Colts is who I have going in those last two spots. And the Colts could win the division. They could win the division. I want to say that they could win the division, actually. So those are my six teams I have on that side. So we got Colts, Jaguars, Chiefs, Chargers, and who else? And Browns. Then it was one more team. So that's Jaguars, Browns, Chiefs, Colts, who else? Was Patriots. That's what we were forgetting, the Patriots and the Chargers. So those would be my six teams on that side. As of right now, things could change. But as of right now, that's how I would go. So that covers the NFL prediction part of it. I want to jump into the next segment, man. The the listener's view. That's what we call it. The listener's view. We're going to talk about some relationships. We're going to talk about me meeting Ari Lennox this weekend. Let's have a conversation about it. What's up, you guys? So now we are on the listener's view Part of the podcast. This is a new segment that I'm starting on my podcast where basically I'm gonna take you guys' suggestions on what you guys wanna talk about for like 10 or 15 minutes. We're just gonna strictly talk about what you guys want to talk about. I wanna get my listeners involved into my podcast and I want you guys to submit how you feel on my Instagram or my Twitter. This is something new here that I want to get you guys engaged in my podcast and in my life and things such as that. I would love for you guys to continue to suggest what you guys want. Like I said, it's going to be on my Instagram. And also, if you want to ask me on my Twitter, hey, Tony, you should talk about this. And that's how we'll do it. So I want to start off with the first topic here that was sent in by my lovely girlfriend, Bregea. Um, She wanted me to talk about Ari Lennox. Um, we actually went to go see a Ari Lennox concert this weekend in Virginia Beach, and um, and it was amazing. It was a great experience. And we had the meet and greet passes to get to meet Ari Lennox and everything like that. It was super amazing. She was super nice and super like tremendously talented. Um, I want to talk a little about Ari Lennox music and just her as a person and my experience with Ari Lennox since I got to talk to her and meet her and things such as that. So we'll go over my experience first. Um, obviously, we had a great time at the Ari Linux concert on Friday. Um, like I said, she did a great job. She came hella late, but you know, she did a great job when she got there. Uh, she, she started performing at probably about 1030. She performed from about, probably about from about 1045, 1050, all the way basically back to close to 12 o'clock. So about an hour performance. She did a tremendous job. Um, the venue was great also as well. I think it was called Elevation 27 or 27 Elevation in Virginia beach. It was amazing. But anyway, um, Ari Lennox did a great job I mean she brought energy Um, she was tremendous I mean she's a great performer Uh, a lot of people I know went to see her at the what they call the thing that J. Cole threw, Dreamville Dreamville festival that they threw back a few months ago a lot of people went when she performed there because obviously she signed to Dreamville and J. Cole and all that good stuff and um, people told me that she was a really good performer She's very engaging with the crowd, which I thought I love when famous people are very engaging with their fans. It just makes them feel like normal, which they are normal. But a lot of times in this world, we think of, you know, celebrities as like these godly figures almost like. And it was just kind of cool to see her be normal and, you know, for her to be nice and really generous and things such as that. Um, She performed a lot of great songs, a lot of songs from the Shea Butter Baby album. Um, It was amazing. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was really amazing. Probably one of the best performances I've ever seen. And I've seen Beyonce perform. I've seen Jay-Z perform. Um, I've seen a lot of people perform, and that was probably top three to top five performance I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it was amazing. And I got to meet Ari Lennox after the, um, like I said, we got the meet and greet pass and I got to meet her. She was so sweet. I mean, she was one of the nicest people I ever met. Um, she was really nice. She was so soft spoken. Hi, how are you? You know, really nice. She was a really nice girl. Um, I told her that she did an amazing job. We loved the performance. She did an amazing, um, she was cool. She was really cool. She was really nice. Um, and you know, that was it. We just took the picture. We talked a little bit, just told her, Hey, you know, big fan of yours, you're amazing, you know, you did a great job tonight, and she was very, you know, humble and, you know, uh, gracious with our time and things such as that, and she didn't rush us or anything like that, she was really nice, um, but yeah, Ari Lennox, I think she's definitely a, a, a hot up-and-coming artist that definitely right now, especially with the Shea Butter Baby album, has a very, um. she has a buzz right now, she has a buzz, she's really had a buzz probably for the last year or so here. But it feels like, especially in the last couple months, she's really been putting you know, her foot on, on the gas here. So um, definitely shout out to Ari Lennox. She was amazing on Friday. I definitely would love to see her in performance again. I mean, if you haven't listened to Ari Lennox, you should definitely go check her out. I'm not, And a lot of people, I, I'm the type of person, I don't make a gender when it comes to music. A lot of people say she makes girl music. To me, I, I like music. If music is good, I'm going to listen to it. Um, and she makes a lot of good music. Um, so if you guys have ever and there's a lot of guys there too there was a lot of guys with that ari linux and jamming her songs dancing to it and everything so definitely if you haven't got a chance to experience the ari linux concert you definitely want to go do that um she is tremendously talented man so definitely go check out our ari linux concert She's still on tour for the Shea Butter Baby, uh, the Shea Butter Baby thing right now, so you can catch her at a good time right now. She's still touring. I think her tour lasts until maybe the end of July. I want to say so. In these other surrounding cities, I think she comes to Raleigh later on. She comes to Charlotte too as well. Um, I think the middle or end of this month, I think it's like June 21st, something like that. She comes to Charlotte. So you guys should definitely check her out. She's definitely dope. Um, And she's really cool. And um, that was basically it on the Ari Linux subject. Shout out to my my boy Tyree for this next subject. We're going to talk a little bit about relationships. Um, I'm going to talk about platonic relationships and then obviously romantic relationships and things such as that. Because I think that's a valuable point too. Let's talk about platonic relationships first. And for platonic relationships, for you don't know, that basically just means relationships with no sexual need or sexual intimacy or nothing like that. No sex, no romance, no none of that. Just group relationship with good people. I think that is very important. I think it's important to have friends. I do. I think it's and I think now I'm starting to notice that when I was like 21, 20, I was always I like, man, 22 especially, I was like, man, I don't really need no friends like that, man. I don't really, bro, you need people, bro. You need people. Like you need your friends. You need your circle. You need that, bro. You really do. You can sit up here and fake like you don't. You need that circle, bro. You need it. So I think it's very important to have a platonic relationship. Um, And I think it's important just to have friends in general of opposite sex, the same sex, everything. You know, it's, it's important to have friends. So I want to cover that first. But I think Tyree was more so, my homeboy Tyree that submitted this, he more so looking at it from a relationship like romantic. So let's talk about that. Now, for you guys that don't know, I'm in a relationship, been in a relationship for like a year and some change now. Um, and it's been amazing. Now, there's ups and downs in relationships. That's that's life. And even in platonic relationships, there's ups and downs to it. But it's more so common in romantic relationships because you deal with that person every day. Um... A lot of people think relationships are just, oh, taking pictures, oh, looking cute. It's not all about that. It's about growing. It's about being better. And it's about helping your significant other be better, really, to be honest with you. That's what it's really about. It's not about Instagram and social media and stuff like that. It's about making your significant other better, loving them, and caring about them and showing them they mean the world to you. And, And in this day and age, it's kind of sad to see the way relationships has went. Because now you got guys that don't even ask girls out no more. It's just like, you my girl. Like, what type of crap is that, bro? Like, bro, y'all ain't putting no Bay on nothing. Y'all ain't, hey, look, I want to take you out on a date. Like, niggas just jump. Well, let me say, <laughs> I got a little bit too into myself. People, guys, are just going out just, oh, yeah, we date. Like, nah, bro, you got to lead up. I'm old-fashioned, so maybe that's why I don't get this new generation of oh yeah, we just date now. Like you can't talk to another guy without formally actually asking them out, like, will you be my girl? You know? Um, relationships are not easy. Relationships are not easy. I'm telling you, some days you be feeling like chokeslamming your girl. And she probably be feeling like choke slamming me some days. But at the end of the day, you gotta realize that you guys love each other. It's going to be tough. You're going to have some tough times. You're going to have some great times. You're going to have some just good times. But it's all about being there. And in that moment, communicating the right things. And obviously, just showing that you care. Um, Another thing about relationships. it's You cannot ever get comfortable in a relationship. That's one thing a lot of people fail at. They think, oh, I've been in a relationship for a year with this person now. I can just stop showing. I I really care. That is the main reason a lot of people are getting broken up with and left nowadays. Because they just think, oh, I don't have to try no more. I done had them for a year now. You know, it's over. I ain't really got to do nothing. When I tell you this, and fellas and ladies both, take note of this. When you get your significant other, you got to keep them. It's not no... You know, oh, I got them now so I can relax. When you get a significant other, you got to work just as hard as when you were trying to get them. Because people are not going to wait around and sit on you and just wait. People are not going to do that. They're not. If they're ready to go and you're not treating them right, guess what? If they got any common sense, they're going to get up and leave. Straight like that. There's no other way around it. So that's another thing about relationships people got to realize too. Stop being complacent. Stop it. Because I'm telling you, as soon as you stop doing that, folks gonna stop start caring less, 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 and less. They're gonna be like, man, this person don't even care about me. They don't even, she, he don't even give me no flowers no more. She don't even do this no more. She don't even do that's a lot of problems with relationships nowadays. That's a big problem. That's a big, big problem. And another one. And then we're gonna kind of move on. Well, probably a few more little points here, but quit looking for validation in your relationship on social media. I used to be like that. I'll admit that. I'll admit I used to be like that. Like, dang, why you don't post me? Dang, why you don't? When I was like 21, you know, when I had a former girlfriend, like 2019, 21, he's like, dang, you don't even post me like, dang, what's up? Like, and now it's like, bro, that really don't really matter. Like, stop seeking validation for You know because people can post you And still be out here cheating on you bro Like that don't mean nothing just because you getting posted Like people can still be out here posting you And doing you dirty So stop seeking validation on social media My advice for anybody that wants to get into a relationship Care about that First off you want to find out about that person Get to know them And sometimes it automatically just clicks That's kind of what happened with me and my ex-girl Me and my girlfriend now it just clicked I mean I just came out of a horrible relationship And then Me and when I met my girl My current girlfriend We just clicked It was just like I didn't even want to be in a relationship At the time I met my current girlfriend You guys I, I've told everybody I didn't want to be in a relationship When I met my girlfriend But it was like We just instantly connected And it was like Okay There's no other way around this So sometimes Sometimes, sometimes that really happens But you really have to learn Who you're dating Learn them Find out about their, you know, their background. Find out about their family. Find out everything. Because that's going to play a role in your relationship, bro. You might not think it will, but that's going to play a role. Like, for example, if your girl or guy, parents, was abusive, you know, to the the significant other. That may play a role in your relationship, man. You got to take note of that. You got to take note of that, man. That's a very important part. You have got to take note of everything. Two- once you get to know him and say, okay, yeah, this is, I, I, I want to rock with her or him. Don't hide that. I hate people that play games. If you're other age, I can understand kind of being in college because in college, let's just be real. Everybody had their player whole phase. Let's just call it what it is, a whole phase. But when you're 22, 23, 24, 25, and I'm guessing that's where the most of my audience is around my age, 23, 24, 25, it's time to stop playing. I mean, people are full on having families out here. If you want to be with a a girl, let her know that. It's okay to be like, you know what? I want to be with you. I want to see where it's going to go. Girls, it's okay to actually say, you know what? I want to see where this goes. What can we do to further further this relationship? I'm more so talking to my fellas on this one. We got to stop having girls in the talking zone for two years. Like, that's ridiculous. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to keep it a buck. After three months, if I was a lady, I would not even sit around and wait on you. If you don't know what you want in three months, man, you should know if you want this girl in three months or not. Straight up. I mean, I'm just being straight up. If I... If it did, now this is just me Nah, like I said, everybody's different. In three months, you should know who who you want. Straight up, you should know who you want in three months. It shouldn't take, it shouldn't take you you know two years for you to say I want to date this girl. It shouldn't take no. It really even shouldn't take a year for you to talk with somebody and say yeah I want to date this girl. Six months, understandable. Understandable. But anything lower than that, it's like, okay, you just wasting my time at this point. You just don't want to be in a committed relationship. Ladies, take notes, man. Fellas, take notes. If you're forcing this girl like, man, I like you, and she just, oh, yeah, that's cute. Leave her alone, bro. She wasting your time, G, and she got plenty of other guys waiting on her. Don't even waste your time, fam. Straight up. Life is too short to be wasting your time. Straight up, man. That's one thing you can't get back. You can get money. You can't get no time back. So ladies, fellas, reclaim your time. If that person ain't serious about you, give them three to six months. They ain't show that they're serious about you, they ain't ready for no committed relationship, dip out. Only now, now, granted, now if you saying you don't want to be in a committed relationship either, then that's different. But if you want to be in a committed relationship and that person don't, give them three to six months. If they don't show you they don't want to be in there, dip. Straight up. I mean, I'm dip, dip out. No, don't sit up there and waste your time. Dip out. Cause that's sure enough what I would do. I would give them three months and I'd be out. But that's just me. And then last thing about relationships, romantic wise, be faithful, man. Don't cheat. Just, it's not worth it. I mean, I've never did it. I've been cheated on. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not scared to admit that. I've took L's. It happens. But I could never put anybody through that. I could never put nobody through that type of pain. It's a painful thing, man. It's a painful thing. So, I mean, definitely just be faithful, man. And if you don't want to be there, just be like, yo, it's time to bounce. I got to go. It's time to leave. There's no reason to stick around if you don't want to be there. Just say, look, man, I can't see this working long term, you know, and I don't want to hurt you. And I'm gone. You ain't married to that person, dip out. Straight up, just dip out. If you feel like you don't want to be with them and you're not happy, leave. Don't be selfish, leave. This is Talks with tea time man. We having a good time with this, man. I actually like this little segment. I think we definitely going to keep this. We definitely might replace with this with the popular culture. We definitely might because I'm really liking this. If you guys continue to support and continue to send in these um, requests, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll do what we're doing right now. We'll have these conversations and I even might bring some of you guys on to talk about this type of stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, this is Talks with Tea time in episode 11. Um, you guys continue to subscribe to the uh, podcast if you're on iTunes, on Anchor too as well. Just go ahead and favor us and go ahead and get that done. Link is in the bio for iTunes on Anchor. You can go on my uh, IG page and it's there as well where you can get to my Anchor if you have an Android or something like that. Um, continue to show support, man. I mean, continue to show support, continue to show, you know, that, you know, y'all are rocking with me, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, and like I said, we'll probably be dropping another podcast soon here. Probably, man, probably the next few days here. Um, and like I said, man, just can't wait to hear from you guys. I appreciate it, man. And this is a segment that we more than likely going to keep around for a while. So just want to say thank you guys. And, uh, this is episode 11 of Talks with T-Time, man. And, uh, we'll see you next time.